Acts chapter 9, verses 1 through 8. Acts chapter 9, verses 1 through 8. Um, and it reads, And Saul yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against, oh, that ain't me, against uh, the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest and destroyed and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came to Damascus, and suddenly there shined around about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard the voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go to the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. And Saul arose from the earth, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no man. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. Lord, please bring a word like only you can. Deal with my frailties, deal with my limited capacity, deal with my shortcomings, my sinful nature. Deal with me how you need to deal with me in order for me to bring a word for your people. We ask for you, Lord, to allow them to get, stay on the road of recovery, but to recover all. We thank you, Lord, for your power, your grace, and your mercy. I ask for you to use your servant as you see fit. In the name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. 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 Again, we're in the road of recovery. I want to talk to you from the subject, the transformational power of vision. The transformational power of vision. An epic encounter takes place in the life of Saul while he is on his way to arrest and imprison the new religious radicals who call themselves Christians and profess to be followers of the crucified and resurrected Messiah, Jesus Christ. To Paul, a devout and highly learned Jew of the dogmatic Pharisaic sect, whom did not believe that the promised Messiah had yet come, these Christian claims were not only sacrilegious, but were outrageous blasphemy and had to be met with fury of an unrelated holy justice in Paul's mind. Filled with the fervor of his impassioned missionary journey to slaughter these heretics, Paul is suddenly... Uh, enveloped in a blinding light from above that is so powerful he's knocked off his beast and blinded by the brightness of the God's glory. But it is also important to note that even though Paul could not fully see what was being revealed to him in his vision, he does clearly hear the voice of God convicting him of his errors and declaring himself to be the true God. Thus begins Paul's process of transformation that will completely change him from a fervency of unbelief to a lifetime of fiery apostleship for Christ later. And later he says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies as liver sacrifices, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. 
being in the process of proving what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God is, is in your life is not a sign of weakness. See, we sometimes hear people explain away their imperfection by saying, forgive me, God is not finished with me yet. But the truth is, God is not finished with any of us. And neither will he be until we see him in his fullness. So while we speak publicly with broad brush strokes, uh, 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 brush strokes that, that do not show the detailed scribblings of our lives, you know, on Instagram, we don't want to talk about the potholes and the curves of our lives. We always talk about what's so good and what's so great most of the time. But we don't really want to tell the people our struggles. And, and truth be told, when you come to church and say, I'm, Lord is not finished with me yet and, and, and I'm a sinner, it's, it's okay, but when you start specifically saying what's wrong with you, come on, somebody, people begin to judge you because now they know what your problem is. And even though themselves may have the same problem, sometimes people just can't help but judge. So I'm so glad that we can go take our scribble and take our rough drafts of life and take our mistakes and, and take our unfinished paintings of life and take our messed up stories and start all over again if we just bring it to the feet of Jesus because he said if you draw nigh unto me I'll draw nigh unto you he didn't say draw nigh unto me when you got it all together. He didn't say draw now, draw nigh unto me when your life is perfect. He didn't say draw nigh unto me when you got all everything good and everything is perfect and you got everything in the line. He said come to me even if you colored outside the marks of your life. Even if you went outside the boundaries of what I gave you. He said come to me even as you are and I will give you rest. Oh, see in, in the beginning... We were made in his image, but we fell from that image uh, when we, we fell into sin. It is that state we see Paul, whom was surely not finished yet, of a religious sect who thought that they could be holy unto God, separated out by God by their own obedience to the law. And now Paul, the indignant legalistic, was on his way to Damascus to kill those who professed, uh, having seen the fuller of the law, uh, uh, the fulfiller of the fulfilled law, and seen how far short they had fallen. He saw that he couldn't redeem himself with the law. He got a revelation. The one who was trying to kill the Christian cannot tell you something right now because in COVID-19 the church people are getting so scared. Do you know you can get saved outside of church? Well, I, I know this ain't job security for me, and it's funny to see Miss Bales there who signs my checks. But at the end of the day, do you know you don't even need to be in church to get saved? Yes, you're supposed to not to forsake the assembly of yourselves together, but God can save you somewhere. You can hear a word one day, and then not even manifest in your mind to two or three weeks later, maybe even a year down the road. But you can be in a bar and drunk as I don't know what, and all of a sudden come to yourself and be like, you know what? I know who Jesus is. You can be in a pigsty like the, like the prodigal son, and all of a sudden come to yourself and say you know what I know I'm doing the wrong thing you can have a needle in your arm with track lines all around it you can be in the prostitute house you can be in an adultery relationship and all of a sudden God comes to you and you say I know I'm doing wrong and you have a great revelation with God see you cannot allow your perspective to be limited by your sphere of influence the whole world ain't a ghetto Yet, some people rap only about the three blocks they live around. Oh, yeah, y'all don't hear what I'm saying? Because you, you, you got to understand that you're limited with your perspective. See, you can't even limit God spiritually in, in how you think or you believe him. 
not even relationally in how you think you are to receive him. You can't, you can't limit him intellectually in how you think you are to perceive him. So God is, not, is, is so beyond our natural mind's ability to see and understand that we can only see him by the hope-filled substance of our faith. See, see, y'all don't understand. See, it, it, Hebrews 11, 1 says, Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. See, it, look at Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 4, 18. It says, While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So what he's saying is you got to understand how to walk by faith and not by sight. Define God because God is not a respecter of person, but he is a respecter of faith. And when you begin to walk by faith, that's the substance of things hopeful and the evidence of things not seen, which means you got to begin to speak those things that be not as though they were. You got to understand this. Let me, let me look at 2 Corinthians 4 and 3. Can, can I talk to you for a minute? Can I talk to you for a minute? You got to be able to receive him by faith and stop trying to intellectualize yourself to Jesus. See, see, some of us try to get ourselves together, then come to God. But if, if you had a, if you had a root, if you had a, a rhythm to bother you, would, would you pull your tooth and then go to the dentist? Huh? You know, you know what I'm saying? If, if you had, if something was wrong with your heart, would you? Uh, uh, would you operate on yourself and give yourself open heart surgery and then go to the hospital? See, the problem is we keep trying to wait until we think we can get it all together and we will never get it all together because we will never be perfect until we rest and see God. That means you're dead. But see, the, under th the funny thing about it is, but, 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 but the, the, the thing about it is, 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 is God is so big that he can't be moved. And the only way that Satan can make you think that there is no God or God isn't with you is to blind your belief because he can't hide God from you, but he can deal with your mind and make you miss God and God's moment. See, look at this. Second Corinthians 4, 3 and 4 says, but if our gospel be hid, it is him hid to them that are lost in whom the God of this world, little g, hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine upon them. See, 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 can I show you how privileged you are? You are so privileged that God himself wants to commune with you. He wants to have a relationship with you. You know that he, 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 he spoke the world into existence and he, he spoke uh, uh, light into existence and, and we still don't know if light or particles and waves or waves and particles. We, we, do you know that he spoke the sun and the galaxies into existence but when it came to you, he stooped down and made you with his own hands. That's how much he loved you. You know he loves you so much he'll come seek you even if you're the only one that don't believe. Remember Thomas, Doubting Thomas and the Apostle Everybody saw Jesus. Everybody had saw Jesus. And then Thomas was going around saying, if I don't see him myself, I ain't going to believe it. Jesus came back one more time just to make sure he got with Thomas. Do you understand that Jesus will come back and see you one more time, even though your life is so messed up and wretched? Do you know Jesus will come back and see you one more time, even though you on your last leg? Do you know God will come back and see you one more time, even though you fell out of relationship with him? Do you know God will come back? 
back and see you one more time. Even though you keep going back to the crack house, you keep on putting the needles in your oil. You keep on prostituting your body. You keep on lying on everything. But God will come see you one more time. That's how important you are. He'll come back just for you. And I believe some church folk are struggling right now because they think they can't see God unless they're inside of the house of God. And, and I'm not saying you're not supposed to forsake the sin of yourself together. That's why we still have drive-in church and we still gather ourselves because we say we want to come together. But at the end of the day, baby, even if you're in your car right now, the Holy Ghost can hit you right now. You can be right now sitting in your living room listening to this CD or this DVD and God have a visitation with you. God can catch you in the grocery store and hold food and all of a sudden you go into an uncontrollable shout because you're like my God everybody can't afford this and if it was not for God oh my side where would I be you are privileged Jesus was made a little bit lower than the angels for the suffering death hallelujah I was wondering when the hour was going to kick in crowned with glory and honor that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. For it became him for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons of the glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. Hebrews 2, 9 and 10. He, he died for you. Come on, somebody. And he died for me. If there was no me, he still would have died for you. If there was no you, he, he, he still would have died for me. Or no me, he still would have died for you. Whatever you want to say, it, he did it for me. That's one thing, but everybody can say he did it for me. You, and everybody is right. You know how people get upset and be like, hey, she like me. No, 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 he like me. No, 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 no. At the end of the day, God did it for me. But, but, but that's still right for you because God did it for you too. Because God had come visit us all by ourselves. That's how important you are. You know how you want to get everybody in the group because you don't want to say the same meeting over and over again. And when somebody come in late, you get irritated. My God, she always late. Always 10 minutes late. Now I got to start all over and say this all over again but then you want to respect the people that was there on time so you want to start on time but you already know sister so and so gonna always be late so you don't want to start because you got to start all over and she's gonna start asking your questions that already been answered but I'm so glad I got a God that is far more patient than I am and to put me on an IEP like I'm special ed my own individual education plan or should I say an ISP my own individualized salvation plan and he'll meet me where I am. I'm so glad I serve a God that loves me for me. Oh. You gotta understand this. Everybody who quotes scripture ain't seen it. See, having your own mind's knowledge of scripture is not necessarily an indicator of being a Christian. Because I done met some mean church folk at church. I'm going to leave that right there. The light must be shined in your heart to truly see his face. Until it gets your heart, you really can't see his face. Come on, somebody. You, you, you can't see 
somebody, uh, y'all, y'all don't hear me. Let, me, let me just go on to 2 Corinthians 4 and 6. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness have shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Can I talk to you for a minute? Do you know that your job can see you as light even though you don't think they see you? See, even if I close my eyes, not close with this, not, I hope God give me another closer because that was a good close this morning, but I just wanted to do this. I just wanted to talk about it right now. So, so, so when your eyes are closed, you can still know that the lights are on and, 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 and if the lights go out, you can still tell. And if you try to go to sleep in the middle of the night and a whole bunch of light is in there, you, you, you can tell that the lights on even though your eyes are closed. It's called light perception. Do you understand that the people at your job, even though they don't understand or even see who God is, they know the light has come in the room when you in there? Do you understand the reason why they attack you and try to keep you from going where you're supposed to be is because the darkness hates the light? Do you understand that? Do you understand darkness does not like the light? But the light don't shine anyway? If it's a crack in the room anywhere, the light going to make its way through there, baby. Oh, come on, somebody. If a light, oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying? The light is on your life, and you're wondering why the people are attacking you. It's because the light is already on your life, even if you don't know it's, oh, y'all don't hear me. Your job, you wonder, when you got to that seat and you got promoted, and you looked around and you realized how many people were trying to kill you, and you didn't even know it because God kept you screened? Hey, we need to get some sound treatments in here for me because I'm just echoing too much. And I, think, I don't know. My, I don't see nobody for sound, so I don't know. But, but, but yeah, we need to help me because I'm echoing. Hallelujah. See, a verbal confession of Jesus Christ by itself does not save. The confession was, must be with your mouth and your heart. Oh, yeah, see, see, y'all don't hear me. Yeah, let me just go on. See, y'all don't really believe me. Let, let, let me talk to you about Matthew 7, 21 through 23. says, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in the day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name many wonderful works, and will, and then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye works, ye that work iniquity. See, water baptism alone does not save. But you must be born of water and spirit. See, old school people, Jarrell, will tell you that you could go down a dry center and come up a wet center and nothing changes. Because there must be a conversion in your heart. Yeah, I don't think it's nothing you can do. You can try, but I don't think it's nothing you can do, really, Brother Ding. But John 3, 5 through 7 says, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is the flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is the Spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. Have you ever heard somebody say, they got my spirit? 
That means they know. See, I know, I know Dre got my spirit. I, I, I know he know when I'm a hoop before I know I'm a hoop. I, I don't know how he know that because I don't be knowing, but he'll get up right at the right time. And sometimes I'll be in here cussing him out in my mind with holy words. And I'm like, why he ain't get up? Because it wasn't time, but I thought it was time, but he, he got my spirit. So we on the same wavelength. And when you really got a relationship with God, you already know how God going to move. You already know what he's telling you to do. And you will move when God say move. And you will sit down when God say sit down. Even when the world is telling you you need to get up, you will say, no, God. God told me to stay here for a moment. Come on, somebody. You begin to have a relationship with God. You don't walk at the beat of everybody. You will walk at the beat of what God has called you to do. And can you catch his rhythm? Some of us don't catch the rhythm of God because we don't sit long enough in him. But some of us have caught the rhythm of God because COVID-19 got us sitting at home by ourselves. We got to praise God by ourselves. We can't be around anybody because of social distancing. And social distancing have brought some of us way closer to God than we ever been because we had so many white noise and, and black noise and all these other noises around us that we couldn't really hear what God was trying to tell us because he's talking to us in a still small voice. But because you're around so many people, you never heard him. But Right now, baby, God has given you a revelation of him because now you're sitting still enough. Oh, Jesus. Do, do you have the same code or the same mind as Christ? Uh, see, see, look at this. Mark 8, 34 and 35 says, And when he had called the people unto him with his disciples also, he said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it. See, do you understand you can't have a, a crown without a cross? You do understand the crown of thorns and the crown was made of the same wood. Oh, yeah, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. See, see, if you don't know how to carry your cross you don't deserve the crown. See, he said, if you don't suffer with me, you can't reign with me. Can I tell you that God is the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end? And do you know your in-between time is a lot of wilderness experiences and God just want to know, can he trust you enough to walk through the wilderness and not curse him and continue to walk towards him and to continue to look toward the hills on which comes your help? Do you understand that you will get stuck in Egypt? You will die in the wilderness trying to get to the promised land and start trying to go back to Egypt, you silly Christian you, because God is trying to make sure he get the chafe out of you. Do you understand that you can wrestle with God and walk away with a limp, but the problem is you just need to keep on walking, Jacob. Even if you got a limp, keep on moving. You got to take care of the in-between times. Don't you let COVID-19 get you so discouraged that you always worried about death all the time. You shall live and not die. He's a healer. He's a coverer. He put the blood of Jesus on your doorpost. You don't have to put no blood on that now, but in the name of Jesus, get you some oil and sanctify your house. Get you some oil and sanctify your job. I know it don't make any sense, but you need to stop trying to rationalize God because you can never understand who he is. You got to understand that he said, I hide my blessings in heavenly places. And he said, thou will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You already healed in heaven. You just need the faith to manifest it down here. You already delivered in heaven. You just need to have the faith to manifest it down here. If you can just have faith the size of a mustard seed and stay in the face of God, he will make a way out of no way. I think I'm too excited this morning. See, 
See, belief is heart, which is emotion, and of the mind, understanding. It is a move of visionary faith. You got to understand, you got to have emotion about God, and you got to have intellect. That's why it's so hard to pastor a church. I can, I can, I can, I can run a school through intellect alone. I can run a real estate company through intellect alone. Come on, somebody. I can run a business through intellect alone. And without emotion at all, I can be straight separated from the entity at all. But when it comes to church, you get caught up in some minutiae things because at the end of the day, you're, you're, it's an it's a, it's a entity. It's not an entity. It's a living being. It is, it is the bride of Christ. Come on, somebody. The church is a person. It's the bride of Christ. And it's so emotional. And the devil attacks it all the time because he understands if the church stands in the midst. See, can I tell y'all a secret? And what made me have to get my life all the way together, uh, Sister Easily, is because he didn't say, uh, Trump, uh, get your life together and the land will be healed. Uh, he, he didn't say, uh, Farrakhan, uh, if, you, if, you, if you get your life together, I, I heal your land. No, he, he, he didn't say Confucius, if you get your life together. He, he, he didn't say Buddhist, if, 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 you, if, you, if you get it together, we'll be all right. No, he said, if, if my people, come on somebody, who are called by my name shall humble themselves, come on somebody, and, and turn from their wicked ways, then I'll hear their land. So can I talk to the Christian right now? The reason why the country is so messed up is our fault because our lives do not reflect who God has called us to be. And when we begin to walk in the fullness and the power of God and begin to understand that he's the visionary, if he speaks a vision to us and we walk towards him, the closer we get to him, the more like him we are. If we can get ourselves together, the world will be healed. It's our fault. It's my fault. It's your fault. If my people who are called by my name I don't know if this sermon got nothing to do with the other sermon, but I'm going to preach it anyway. Because I'm trying to talk to us right now. God began to convict me and was like, if you can just get yourself together, the folk in your church would be together. Because the body can't go where the head ain't been. Come on, somebody. You can fight all you want. If I, you can fight, you can fight all you want. You can get with the inmate. If I, you can have a myth. Now, they can probably get out, but, but if, you can, if, if you can just get a good grip on somebody's head. Oh, come on, somebody. I don't care how good you can fight or you can't fight. If you ever can just get a hold of their head. Ain't going nowhere. If you can just, I don't care how much, if you can just hold it. They ain't going nowhere. I don't care how strong they are. If you can just hold on. The saint is after pastors and priests and bishops. He's after it because we the visionaries. Now, I told you you can get saved outside the church, but it said, how can they believe? Well, you got to hear and hear it. Uh, faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God, but how can they hear without a preacher? You do need preaching. I'm not saying you don't need preaching, but what I'm saying is God can give you an experience outside of preaching. But he attacks the preacher, and when we fall and lose the credibility that we're supposed to have, more people fall. Now, let me read the rest of this. 
Hebrews 11, 1 through 3, it says, Now faith is some of the things hopeful and the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtain the good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds, that the worlds are framed, were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Ooh. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the substance and the evidence of things not seen. So faith is the substance and the evidence. Which means if I got if I got faith in it, it's already there. It's already real. It's already here. And it said, for by it, which is faith, the elders obtain a good report. See, 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 when they remember them song back in the day, 12 men went to spy on Cain, and 10 were bad, and two were good. Because the two that were good was Caleb. And Joshua, because they got a good report because of what? Their faith. See, when we wanted to get this building, everybody didn't get a good report. I brought a good report. You feel me? Trustee Spells brought a good report. Sean brought a good report. No, it's just the same as some of them. I know some of y'all had a good report. But, but everybody didn't bring a good report because everybody didn't have faith. Through faith, the elders obtained a what? Good report. I know the doctor told you you didn't have but three days to live, but if you can go to faith, you'll get what? A good report. I know the devil told you why in the world your little church trying to buy this building right over here. You and the Mr. COVID-19 tithing is down all around the nation. Why in the world you're trying to buy a building right now? Because faith gave me a good report. Faith gave me a good report. I know little Johnny keep getting in trouble. I know he keep getting suspended from school. But if you can just have faith, it'll give you a good report. And you think about it, you keep calling the bad thing. You got to call those things that be not as though they were. You got to put your mouth on it because it already told you, look, the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which appear, which means every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Father is what you get. And you're made in the image of God. Remember, I told you that you are little G God. Jesus even said that himself. If you begin to speak those things that be not as though they were, the word of God shall frame your world around you. You broke because you said you broke. Stop saying you broke and say I'm blessed and highly favored of the Lord. I walk in abundance. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm the lender and not the borrower. You got to start telling that slippery serpent how much power you got in your mouth. Put your mouth on it. And speak those things that be not as though they were. It says... Can I read it one more time? Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. So you speak those things that be not as though they were. You can't see the words, but your words have power. And your word begins to frame the worlds around you. Stop saying you broke like I said. Say, I got money. I am blessed. I got a good measure of blessing. Press down. Shaking together and running over. I know a pandemic going on, but I'm paid in this pandemic. I speak it. I receive it. 
I frame my world. I frame my world. Who? I frame my world, and now it ain't nobody but your fault, because now you're at home by yourself if you social distance. Of course, you're married, you're there, but sometimes you just want your own space now even more. And now you just sit in your room and you can talk. If I could sing like Yolanda, I'd say alone in the room. <laughs> it's just me and you. <laughs> but I can't, so i just tell it to you. <laughs> but you got you to gotta frame your world. Whether you can sing or not, you can speak it. Come on, somebody, even if you can't speak, if you can just sign language, whatever you can do, just give up praises to God and say, I, I speak it. Hey! His praise shall continually be in my lips. Look. Look at Philippians. 2, 4 through 11, look, not every man on, on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal to God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and which was made in the likeness of men and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even, uh, <clears throat> even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that, uh, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow and, 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 and of, of things in heaven and of things in earth and of things under the earth. Subtle shade at Satan, if you catch that. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Again, you don't have to be in church to get saved. Uh, now, you don't need to forsake the assembly of yourselves together, but to see, you can be saved in your seat by revelation you saw in your mind that the person beside you didn't even see. Without going down to the altar, without me laying hands on you, you can sit in your car right now and lay hands on yourself in the name of Jesus. In fact, in the name of Jesus, lay hands on yourself and begin to speak the demons out of your own life. Begin to speak healing in your own life. You don't need me to touch you. If you can just touch and agree with what I'm saying right now, you can be in your house right now and plead the blood of Jesus over your own self. Anoint your own self with oil. You got to learn how to be like David and encourage yourself. COVID-19 is going to teach you how to depend on God and yourself and stop looking for everybody else because I know you want to have one can set a thousand flight, two can set ten thousand flight. But if you know a little bit more when you come against with somebody else, you can even bring more power to the situation because God can do exceedingly abundantly above whatever you can ask think, or imagine according to the power that works in you, which means you got to do something. And the more power that works in you, the more anointed that you have, the closer you're walking with Jesus, the more power you have and the more he can use you. 
Oh, you can have a life change in Revelation. Luke chapter 17, just look at verses 12 through 14. Jesus told the, 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 the lepers to go see. Brother Eric, he said, go see. Uh, he said, go see the priest. Present yourself to the priest and you will be healed. But as they walked, as they walked, Brother Whitlow, it said as they walked, they began to be healed. I'm sure some of them had feet that were coming off. But as they drug their feet, eventually they began to walk because why? He said, go show yourself to the priest. And it's the act of faith that begins to heal you. So you are already healed on your way to the altar. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I don't know what's going on with you. Maybe you just need to blow your horn in the name of Jesus. I'm not even trying to be, I'm not even trying to be cliches because of the drive-in church. But I don't know what else to tell you right now. But all I know, if you could just tell God, send him some type of sign that you believe that you are delivered right now. I don't know what you gotta do, but if you can just have faith, you heal by your faith. It ain't the touch that heals you. It's the faith. He told the lady, hey, hey, with the issue of blood, your faith has made you whole. He told the man that was let down through the roof of the, of the ceiling when his friends wanted to hit him, he said, their faith has made you whole. He told the man that had the son with the epilepsy, if you can believe, which means if you can have faith, it'll happen. Paul, let me talk to somebody. This is a cat, it's, it's, it's amazing. Paul was on the way to kill somebody. You know what, you about crazy too, so let me use somebody else. Because this thing ain't going to even work with you. Let me, let me use, you, you, I'm sorry. It's just in my mind, I can't even envision you not trying to cut somebody if they're coming to cut you. So let me talk to Brother Eric. I mean, I know he'll probably hurt somebody, but I, I don't know him as good as I know you. So Brother Eric, I'm sorry. Hey, you know what, though? She might be the good example, though. You know what? Yeah, she might be the best. All right, go, go back to Sister Cat. We ain't going to leave you out. We got you, girl. We got you. All right, Sister Cat, can you, <laughs> can you imagine? Now, y'all know can't nobody imagine it was Sister Cat. So this is a great analogy if you know who Sister Cat is. So, so, so can you imagine Paul is coming to kill you? Oh, that's a good example. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Paul is coming to kill you. And God said, you got to pray for him. Paul coming to kill you, and, 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 and he said, you got to pray for him. And all of a sudden, Paul is healed and comes to Jesus on the way to murder somebody. And we try to judge folk when they come to church with their pants. Just tell them to pull them up. Paul was a murderer. And God turned them around and used them. Do you know some of the best people to use in church are those who were so radical for the wrong side? At least they were radical. Because if you get somebody who hot and not cold and not lukewarm, if you can get somebody who always ready, come on, somebody. Let, 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 let me tell you somebody. If, if P. Diddy wanted to come sing gospel music in here, you know I bring him in here because if you can check, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. If you can take somebody who already is fervent and fiery, God said, you know what? These little lukewarm Christians ain't doing nothing for me. Let me go grab this crazy person of Paul and bring him to me. And it ain't the name change that, that was Paul. Can I go ahead and tell you the real history of Paul's name? See, Saul, really, it's the Hebrew word for his name. And, and Saul is, is, is his ethnicity because back then you had two names. 
And, and that's why, you know, uh, Thomas' name was also Didymus, and, and they, some people said he might have had a twin, but I believe theologically he didn't have a twin. It was just his other name because most of the time they had a name, you know, Simon Peter. You know, they had more than one name. You know, like you got more than one name. You know, my name is Willard Gerald Maxwell. I got a whole bunch of names. It's too many names for me. But, but, but the thing about it, they, they had names. So Saul was his he, he, he Hebrew origin, and Paul was his Roman citizenship name. And so it wasn't the name change. We always credit to the name change. And so many preachers preached it. Even when I learned it right, I just went on and, and did it. But, but at the end, because it really don't make a difference. But his name is not what changed him. It was the visitation he had from God on the way to Damascus. And don't try to make my life like your life. Don't try to make my experience like your experience. Remember Peter kept trying to tell Paul you weren't with him. And Paul would say, look here, little Negro. I don't care if you was with him or not. I had an experience with him on the way to Damascus. I saw him in a light. I was blind, but now I see. See? See? It was amazing how, when we, remember we said uh, that, 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 that the devil wants to blind us so we can't see? It's amazing how even though the devil wanted uh, Paul to be blind, God went and blinded him himself. Do you know God will use some of the tactics of the devil to get you right? <laughs> yeah, ain't, ain't it amazing? Ain't it amazing how, how the devil wanted Joseph to be sold into slavery and God let him be sold into slavery because as a slave he rose up to be in second in command only to Pharaoh. Do you understand that the devil wanted Joseph in jail and God wanted him in jail too just to show the devil he, what he meant for evil. God can use it for good. Do you know that God just uses you to play with the devil every now and then? In, and now Joseph went in jail, locked up, went in. He could dream, dream, but when he came out, he could interpret dreams. Why? Because God allowed you to go through the threshing floor. God allowed you to go through the cold process and get pressed to make you into a beautiful diamond. He allowed you to go through the fire so he can purify you and bring you out as white as snow and cut and contour you to make you a perfect weapon for the kingdom of God. God, go grab some crazy folks. I ain't going to tell y'all about my past life. You know, I ain't, I ain't no from the hood or nothing, but, you know, God, God, God will make you and bring you into a radical place. Uh, uh, let, me, let me go on and get out of there. I don't want you to talk about my life. I'm, a, I'm talking longer than I talked at 8 o'clock. Let me go. Even if you confess God in a crowded place, it's still just you and him. See, God reveals himself to a, at, a, at a personal and intimate way. Once you see him, though, he's going to transform you. See, see, an, an amazing thing is when we go to 2 Corinthians 12, 2 and 6, 2 through 6. Can I, can I tell you something right quick? <laughs> if, if you really experience him, you won't have. See, when you really have an experience with God, you can't be arrogant. See, some people may think you're arrogant, but you're just confident in God. See, some people think I'm arrogant, but I'm always fearful when I come up here. I'm always prepared. I'm all getting on my arm bears nerve. I go away. I need to I need to say, I gotta get this together because I'm always nervous whenever I'm supposed to be the mouthpiece for God. It's it's crazy. And you don't even know where the revelation God gonna even give you in the midst of preaching. How in the world can you even act like it's you? How can you even act? How can you not get more humble when you get closer to God? The closer you get to God, the more frail you understand you are. And a lot of times preachers are insecure people. 
because they've been so close to God if they really communed with him and they understand how wretched they are. See, back in the day when I was just a principal, back in the day when I was just running around, I thought I was all that in a bag of chips. But even though God elevates me, I look at myself a little worse than I looked at even when I didn't have as much as I got now. Why? Because when God shows you his glory, you begin to understand and be like Paul. Paul said, I knew a man 14 years ago, whether in body or out of body, I can't tell. Only God knows. Such a man that was caught up in the third heaven. Basically, he was saying, all these revelations God gave me, I can't understand he gave it to me. I shouldn't even be able to talk it. I shouldn't even be able to see it. He said, I knew a man. I, can't, I don't even know if it's me. He began to talk about himself in the third person because he had been caught up in the glory of God. And when you get caught up in the glory of God and you understand how much power he had. Have you ever looked back over your life and wondered how you made it through? Can I talk to some old school saints, some African-American saints? Have you ever imagined that you would even see a black president when you was on the back of the bus? Have you ever understood that when you began to understand some of your friends were lynched and burned at the stake and God still brought you through? Some of y'all only had one pair of shoes. Now you don't know what pair of shoes you're going to wear to church, even in a pandemic. Some of y'all get out of the car just as an excuse. Oh, I thought I dropped something. Girl, get in your car. <laughs> it begins with seeing God because he has to renew your mind when Paul was on the road to Damascus God he transformed you by the transformation of revealing of himself to you it's a lifetime process you will never stop growing you will continue to go from glory to glory look at 2 Corinthians 3.18 it says but we all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory even as by the spirit of the Lord he takes you from one level to the next Second Corinthians, uh, 1 Corinthians 13 and 12 says for now we see through a glass darkly but then face to face now I know in part but then shall I know even as I am which means as you begin to grow in God, God has to give you new revelation just like a child that's playing a video game when you go to the next level you got to get new weapons why because the old weapons won't work on the new level of the video game you went to that's just like your life new levels bring new devils and when you go to the next level God got to give you some more weaponry he got to give you some more spiritual gifts he got to give you a new revelation so you can withstand the new demons you about to face and but he can't reveal that to you at one time because eyes have not seen and ears have not heard what God want to give you and sometimes it's your own eyes that haven't seen your own ear that haven't heard because he got to reveal it to you little by little because when he begins to show it to you all at one time you can't handle it. You can't handle what God is about to take you at the end of this pandemic. You can't handle what New Beach Grove about to go. You can't handle what Hampton University about to go. You can't handle where your business about to go. You can't handle where your life is about to go and that's why he don't show it to you all the way until you get a more intimate relationship. Come on, you don't tell unless some of y'all just crazy. You don't tell somebody you just met some of your inner secrets. And some folks you've been with for years and you still ain't told them all your secrets. Because your secrets make you vulnerable. And sometimes God don't reveal everything to you because he knows you're not ready for it. You're not intimate enough with him to be able to handle the information. Some of y'all get in relationships and reveal all the information in the beginning. It ain't going to work. <laughs> they can't handle all that right now. 
Too much. Oh, yeah, and I get to talk to so-and-so, and I didn't, shut up. <laughs> and I said after you make it down the aisle, <laughs> oh, yeah, son, I made it to you. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be by yourself and have an intimate time with God. Genesis 32, 30 says, and Jacob called the name of the place Penuel, for I have seen God face to face. And Isaiah said, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon the throne. And John the Baptist, next day, John see of Jesus. When you begin to see him with your own eyes, that don't mean you just see him. That don't mean you just see him walking down the street. Oh, that's God over there. No, you can see him in the way that your child was healed and you thought he wasn't going to make it through the night. You can see it how you blessed in the midst of COVID-19, even though some people have lost their house or their job and their livelihood. You can see it when you miraculously get off your deathbed when the doctor says you only had one day to live. You can see him revealed at Jehovah Rapha, your healer when he heals you. You can see him at Jehovah Shalom, your peace when you had discontentment. You can see him at Jehovah Nisi, your victory when your enemy came at you like a flood. You can see him as El Shaddai, the God above every other God, when you come into a place where you thought you weren't going to make it. Oh, You can't unsee God once you see him. But y'all thought I forgot the text. Y'all wonder why I went to the text. So can I go back to the text right quick? He said, look here, Paul, it's hard for you to kick against the pricks. And I know my white brothers and sisters, you know, they use those words a lot. But can I tell you what a prick really is? It's a pointy object on the gate that they put around the gate so that the oxen won't kick the gate open because the oxen is strong enough to kick the gate open. But, but, he don't, but they don't want to go. So they know it's strong enough. But so they put something pointy on it to discourage it. So it'll kick and it'll back up because it's too much. They also will use it to make the oxen go because at the end of the day, the oxen too strong. It ain't going to feel it. But they can feel the pointy stick behind it. And he said it's hard to kick against the prick because when you kick against the armies of the living God, you ain't going to do nothing but hurt yourself. Paul said Lord. And so you got to understand when he said Lord in the Greek, that is not translated into God. He just knew somebody more powerful than him was talking to him. So he was saying Lord like somebody at a higher status than him. Who in the world are you? And he said I'm Jesus Christ, the son of the living God and you keep kicking against my people. He said what people? The people you trying to kill. When you tried to go down there the cat house, I had to stop you because she one of my own you got to begin to warn your enemy when you go to work in the morning you got to let them know I know you've been trying to get me but ain't it hard when you kick against the pricks and when I tell you this it's because God is always on my side hey he said it's better to cast yourself in the seat. Rewind it. He said it's better to tie anchor around your neck and cast yourself in the seat than to touch one of my own. He said it's better for you to cast yourself in the fire than to touch my anointed. Stop walking to work like this. And start walking to work 
with your head head high. You know why? Because anytime the devil comes against you in the form of your coworker, in the form of your boss, in the form of your enemy, God is obligated to take care of you. Can I tell you why, why, why the people stop messing with you? God had a conversation with them on the side. Some of them didn't even know that Paul got knocked off his horse. Some of y'all don't even know your supervisor got dealt with. You wonder why all of a sudden your supervisor treating you nice because they had a visitation. Y'all yeah, see, 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 y'all walk in the natural so much, you don't understand. Y'all be like, what in the world? And God in the she being nice to me today? Yeah, because God saw her on the road to Damascus. See, see I, see, I believe it all the time. That's why I don't ever worry about nothing. They don't worry about people coming against you. Paul had more power than that person in the next cubicle than you did. Paul had, had search warrants. Letters saying he could kill folk if he thought you was a Christian. You, could, you, you might not even be a Christian if he made a mistake. Huh. Sound like the world today, but let me just keep going. Even if he was wrong, he got off. But God damn, well, I got a revelation right there. I know they keep shooting you, black man. I, I know they keep shooting you. But can I tell you, sooner or later, God going to kiss them on the way to Damascus. Oh, yeah, 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 I hear it right now. I hear him. I hear him. I hear him talking to me. See, the problem is we keep trying to do all this stuff in the natural when it's a spiritual thing. You got to begin to understand that your weapons are not carnal, but a spiritual, but they're casting down the stronghold and vain imagination, anything that exalted itself against the armies of the living God. So you keep going to him as a black person, not saying that it's wrong to be black and going to miss black, but you better go as a black Christian and understand that it's God who has the power to deal with your enemies. You better understand that I'm praying right now that the police will have an experience on the way to Damascus. The government will have an experience on the way to Damascus. Trump will have an experience on the way to Damascus. Legislators will have an experience on the way to Damascus. Hey! District attorneys and Commonwealth attorneys We'll have a visitation on the way to Damascus. Hey! See, I, I got to speak it in the spirit. You need a fresh revelation. This is what you got to wish of all things. I'm going to end with this and I ain't going to go into hooping no more. Psalm 27, 4 through 9, begin to talk about how he want to be in the tabernacle with God. That's where he want to be. You got to want to be in the midst of God's presence at all times. He said, I'll give you a garment of praise for your heaviness. I can have heaviness or praise. Oh, Praise him. In your car, praise him. What, 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 what do I want? Praise him. Uh, a garment of heaviness 
or, or come in a praise. Uh, I, I think I choose praise. If I can just praise him even in the midst of it. I'm going to be I, even, even when my people die, I still got to praise him. Even when unjust laws pass, I still, I still got to praise him. Even when they, 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 they only put somebody in jail for shooting a wrong wall because they endangered somebody else and didn't get nobody no time for the bullets that actually went in the person because at the end of the day, you telling me the black lady ain't worth nothing, but, but the walls are worth more. And it began to take me to the revelation that says if walls could talk, they talked in that situation. I know I, I probably ain't even preaching no more. I don't know. But I don't know is this right now. There's about to be some visitations. There are going to be some visitations. There are going to be some visitations in this nation. You can't keep spilling the blood of people. You can't keep acting like you saw. Even, even Saul understood he needed to change. And maybe God's going to bring some of these people and they're going to change radically to the other side. I don't know. But I do know this. It's hard for you to kick against the pricks. It's hard. I pray and I cover each and every person in this nation, no matter what color you are, especially those people of color, though, because at the end of the day, we are dying in astronomical numbers, far beyond you kneel, they get mad. You speak out, people get mad. You have solidarity in a moment of silence at a football game. They get mad. If I, if I held arms for breast cancer, nobody going to get mad. If, if, I, if I hold arms for domestic violence, nobody going to get mad. But when I lock arms at a football game because I'm looking out for black lives, Every time Black Lives Matter goes out, even though you kill us every day, you shout, all lives matter. Do they? It's hard for you to kick against the pricks. This is a whole another turn. I ain't see this one coming. <laughs> it's hard for you to kick against the pricks, America. I believe it's time. I'm going to speak this prophetically right now because I feel it. Somebody, people are going to start having some Damascus experiences. District attorneys, God's going to start visiting you. I just hope your heart is right. Because if you letting people off just because you're cool with them and just because you don't value black life, God coming to get you. I'm just keeping it out. I'm putting it out there. Because I, I, can't, I, can't, I, can, I can only speak through my platform. And some of us get mad because football players are speaking and they say, shut up and dribble, shut up and kick a ball. And we talk about that. But we as preachers don't use our platform to speak truth to power. I'm putting it out there right now. It's hard for you, America, to kick against the pricks. I pray and I speak it right now. God is going to visit some district attorneys. God is going to visit some judges. God is about to visit some legislators. God is about to visit some senators, some congress folks, some council people. He's about to visit some jurors. <laughs> He's about to visit some circuit court people. Yeah. He's about to visit some Ottomans and Ottoman women. 
He's about to visit some mayors and some vice mayors. He's about to visit some governors. He, he's about to visit them. He's about to visit some delegates. He's about to visit some representatives. He's about to visit some police chiefs. He's about to visit some firemen. He, he's about to visit some teachers. He, he's about to visit some lawyers. He, he's about to visit the president. He's about to visit the vice president. He's about to visit America. He's about to visit the White House. He's about to meet them on the way to Damascus. He's about to meet them. It's hard for you to kick against the pricks. I feel it. I feel it moving in the spirit. I begin to say, God, how in the world can I get up? You want me to preach about spiritual things, but I want to be able to talk about what I need to talk about. And he said, let me handle it. And I let him handle it. And I feel it right now. It's hard for you to kick against the pricks. I speak it in boldness right now. I speak it in boldness. You're about to have a visitation. And I, I, I know I want you to be saved, too. You can have a visitation to be saved. But right now, I'm visiting the wicked lawmakers of the world right now. I'm visiting. I want, I want him to visit them. God, in the name of Jesus. Visit some lawmakers and let them be responsible for the blood. Let them cough up blood before they speak. Purify their throats. We visit legislators and politicians that visit certain ethnicities just for a vote but never do anything. We hold you accountable right now. It's hard to kick against the pricks. Hallelujah. We visit some universities. We visit some school systems. We visit some churches. Yeah, racism started there too. They burned crosses in the name of hatred. In the name of segregation. In the name of separate, and you know it ain't equal. In the name of Jim Crow, they burnt crosses and water purified in their mind white sheets to make America great again. It's hard for you to kick against the pricks. The sermon over, but I just got to speak a prophetic word to America. In the name of Jesus, it's hard to kick against the pricks. Every police officer that has wrongly killed anybody, unless their heart has changed, God deal with them in the name of Jesus. Deal with leaders. Deal with puppets. Deal with pawns. Deal with anybody who cannot stand freely and walk in the word of God and do what it is you want us to do. Lord, I ask for you to improve each and every one of our lives. Allow us to walk in the power and fervence of God. Lord, we love you. We thank you. In the name of Jesus, we pray.